Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the king of K-Fave kickflips, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we doing today, bro? Doing pretty solid. Had a whole long day at work, but I've been looking forward to this episode because, man, we're going to talk some really, really good wrestling and some uh, questionable wrestling, but uh, mostly really good wrestling. Mostly really good wrestling. I, I I completely agree. Today's episode is WWF Survivor Series 1996 going up against last weekend's AEW Full Gear 2021. Damn, lots of meat on the bone here. Lots of stuff to talk about on both these shows. Um, I did get some feedback from last week's show. Seems like uh, people are digging it, digging the vibe for sure. Um, Wex, did you hear anything back on from your side? Only feedback I got this week was on my amazing karaoke performances at your birthday party, but that's about it. It was legendary, but that's what we're keeping kayfabe, baby. We're keeping it kayfabe over there. Uh, we had an actual rager. It was an actual karaoke bar in my house. It was a really, really good time. Uh, yeah, Wex was kind of the star of the show, too. He was like the rapping master, man. I mean, they were the the hits were just coming out of Wex's mouth, man. It was just knocking it out of the park. The whole party like was Anna Jay, popping. the star of the show. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, the star of the show. Speaking of Mr. Star of the Show, what's the news, man? What's going on? What's the current events? What's happening in the biznass? We got a little bit going on in the biznass. One thing that uh, what kind of happened at Full Gear, you know, Jay Lethal, the new signing yes. to AEW. Yeah. He is now All Elite. Yes. He had his first match on Dynamite last night. was a fucking banger yeah. with old yeah, Sammy Guevara for the TNT it title. It was a great it match. Really Go watch it. Yeah, and he's even got that little that little macho man thing beginning of his song. I dig that. It's a nice yeah. little nice little throwback. But uh, uh, I don't know if this really this is news, but Ric Flair is salty. Ric Flair is upset. Yeah, I mean about many things, and he thinks that WWE is trying to erase his legacy, which I think is pretty ridiculous. Like you, you can't erase Ric Flair. You might yeah, be able to erase not... Benoit, but you can't erase Ric Flair. I don't think that's happening. And he's been, you know, he's brought his podcast back. So he's been talking a little shit. He said he thinks Kenny Omega's awesome, but he doesn't think that CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson have really done anything for AEW because the ratings haven't been over a million consistently. He's just salty because they didn't want to sign him. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's so. definitely what's going on. And he also said that Hulk Hogan is dealing with some serious health issues. But hasn't Hulk Hogan always been dealing with health? Hasn't Hulk Hogan been dealing with health issues for like the past 10 years? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know he's probably pretty, pretty sick, um, Hulk Hogan, at least. It seems like there's that's that's there's some validity to that. I mean, I don't know, man. I think a lot of it is Ric Flair just trying to stay in the limelight. And I think he's just playing a heel and it is what it is. And obviously, Triple H is not in a certain position right now. And he's probably just. You know, Ric Flair has always been a guy that just kind of goes off of his basic emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. And speaking of injuries and surgery, Kenny Omega, former world champion, just dropped it, is going to be going undergoing multiple surgeries to repair many of the injuries, including the major one to his shoulder. And turns out he's also been wrestling with vertigo for the past three years, which is Jesus fucking insane. Christ. That's insanity. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Dr. Bo Hightower on YouTube, the chiropractor. He did an adjustment video with Kenny Omega, and that's when Kenny Omega really went into some of his injuries and started talking about that vertigo. And like, I couldn't imagine like let, walking, walking, let alone wrestling with vertigo. Yeah, it's man. Yeah, I can't. And he's wrestled I, some yeah. banger matches in the past. Oh, three of years. course, of course he has. In the of room spinning. Has. But yeah, so it doesn't look like we're gonna we're not gonna see Kenny Omega for a while because he's definitely gonna have to heal up. That makes sense. Take care of that shoulder. And they teased a little Adam Cole, Kenny Omega thing right before he left. So maybe when he comes back, we'll get some more epic shit. Yeah, I think so for sure. I think Kyle O'Reilly will eventually come over as well once his contract is up. And it'll be O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole uh, against the newly babyface Young Bucks and babyface Kenny Omega making the triumphant return. I think that will probably happen at some point, maybe next year. Who knows? Yeah, man, what else we got going on in the haps? So the only other really big thing that I could see besides the obvious of O'Brien Danielson turning heel last night, like, that was fucking right. awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a awesome. great heel, but yeah. it was awesome. But turns out, uh, I was reading in the news, Jeff Cobb turned down a WWE contract in 2020. Apparently, they were offering him nice money and everything, but he's he saw what happens. 
he knew it was going to happen. So he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with New Japan. They know how to use me. And then you now we got the whole Forbidden Door thing. So maybe we can see him pop back up in AEW again. Maybe. Because the one, the one match he had, it was, it was pretty cool to see. And Jeff Cobb is amazing. Big fan of Jeff Cobb ever since uh, the Monster Montanza days on uh, Lucha Underground. He's a very amazing, like one of those large but super athletic type dudes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a Brian yeah. Cage, but without all the muscles. More like just the he's like, like a like Reed kind of guy. Like, like if Rhino could do flips. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of how he looks. How I think that broad style. But besides that, uh, you know, there's not really much, much more much very interesting to things to talk about. You know. Well, you know what? There was a ton of interesting shit going on in 1996, so let's get in our Wayback Machine. Let's jump right into it here. <laughs> We're going into WWF Survivor Series 1996. Uh, on this show so far, we've been kind of walking you guys down month by month the WCW storylines. I'm having a great time doing that. Also, I want to go ahead and give you guys a heads up. Next year is 2022, right? So the, the 25 year or whatever is actually going to be 1997. I know that me and the KG cast back in season one, season two covered a lot of 1997, but the show is different now. And I think it's really fun to kind of continue this, especially with WCW. I'm not saying that we're going to do it all the way through with WWF. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But I definitely do want to keep these kind of storylines going and maybe we can figure out on the show when WCW really did screw the pooch and start going downhill for sure. Uh, we can pinpoint it here. But without further ado, let's jump into this week's show. It's WWF Survivor Series 1996. Um, amazing movie man narration open. Uh, one man will risk it all. You know, it's like WWF it just, Survivor Series presented yeah. by Milton Bradley's Karate Fighters. Oh, it's it's such good stuff. Yeah, man. King, Jr., Vince, all on the call. Always super funny. Uh, Jr. is pretty much a heel this whole uh, show too, and and King was almost kind of like a face. It was weird. More like maybe not necessarily a face, but more like Bobby Heenan, like not necessarily a direct heel, just kind of like ripping on both sides, being devil's um, advocate, just. Yeah, being, two cents every yeah. now and then. Yeah, um, but let's get into the first match here, man. It's Owen and Bulldog and the new Rockers, which is Leaf Cassidy and Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Versus uh, Furnace and LaFond and the Godwins. Oh, wow, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, this compared to what WCW is doing on their shows is hot, hot, hot garbage. Uh, it feels like painfully ironic too considering what's happening now with like the overly gimmicky guys coming up on wwe and aew making this massive surge um but yeah it was just a bad match this is boring the work rate wasn't very good uh no one in the match is really over and that might piss some people off but at this time even owen and bulldog weren't really that over at this point uh it was sad uh, i gave it one beer just for owen and bulldog what did you think about this opener dude the crowd was fucking comatose for this match. Al Snow just looked ridiculous in the new Rockers gear. Yeah. Anytime you put new in front of a tag team name that used to exist in the past, it never works out. It's always trash. Bad, yeah. And dude, and talk about today's Survivor Series matches having no stakes. What the what were the fucking stakes in this? Right. Like this was like a house show thrown together like multi-man tag. Like there was Nothing. It was lame. Like I said, just I gave it one beer too, and not just for Bulldog and Owen, which was cool to see. Just because they try, I could tell they were trying, like they were like doing good wrestling, but like there was yeah. nothing, nothing, no substance there. And just the vibe of the crowd from WCW '96 versus the opening match and the vibe of the crowd of WWF '96, I can already tell why WCW is winning. Just the energy was different yeah. from the get go. No, I agree fully. I agree fully. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, the next match uh, is Mankind versus The Undertaker. And we did get a nice little Paul Bear Mankind promo in the back that was great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know we just had this NXT takeover where we had Paul Ellering in like a shark cage. And this time we get Paul Bear in one, which is pretty funny. I don't even know that we did that on purpose, but it was what it was. I mean, okay, so this is a legendary feud that these guys have, but I feel like they've had much better matches than this with each other. Um, it, it certainly wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't really great either. It actually felt really hokey. It like felt more like more phony than their other ones. I don't know why. Um, the finish was decent. 
but yeah, I mean, not not the match. It just wasn't it wasn't garbage, but it wasn't really good either. I gave it like two and a quarter beers. Um, where are you at on match number two here, Mankind versus Undertaker? Dude, I almost agree with everything you said right there. Like this is a legendary feud, Undertaker and Mankind, but they've had so many great matches, even yeah. in the same year, but this oh, match yeah, just yeah. does not do it. Yeah. Like well, it just doesn't yeah. connect. And like the commentary is fucking hilarious. Like uh, Vince says, Undertaker has him by the goozle. Like, yeah. what the fuck is the goozle? And yeah. then he also says some other weird shit. And we then we get Terry Gordy at the end of the match coming out as the executioner, which is... Just to take dude, a bump and roll out and dude, walk right back. Like, what is 1996 that? 1996 WWF has, like, lots of legendary wrestlers and fucking weird gimmicks. Yeah. It's super weird, and... Oh, we're going we'll to get to that for sure. We'll get to another one here in a minute. Yeah, here, once yeah. we get to another one of these fucking multi-mans. Just like you said, like some of the there were some gnarly bumps for mankind in this match. Like yeah. it wasn't like they weren't trying. It just they've had way better matches. This yeah. just was just like in every major feud you've ever watched. There's always those just kind of eh matches, and this was it. This just was not hitting. I gave it yeah. three beers. I got it right in the middle just because, like, the work the work rate was there, but the story yeah. and all the extra stuff and the execution the ex- was fucking. Dude, the executioner stuff was And JR like, is selling it like, oh my God, it's the executioner. It's I, I, I the executioner. Vince, Vince was too. I thought Vince, I, I actually, I popped for it because I thought it was hilarious. I felt like the commentary oh, was the trying so hard. Yeah, so hard to sell it. Um, but I actually thought that like the commentary team all night, even in these bad matches, the commentary team was gold. JR's like heelish one-liners were incredibly good like i know it felt like vince mcmahon was uncomfortable with a lot of the stuff he would say yes he, like, uh, he would go and show their faces and he'd like look like uh yeah <laughs> uh man sunny makes her way to the ring and my goodness uh it's definitely the best part of the show thus far um do we got doc hendrix in the back with with uh captain hunter hurst helmsley here which i, I pop for that um, everybody kind of gets a turn on the mic and it's not good. It's stupid. Um, they all just have like one line things and they're none of them are good. Uh, the match here is crush versus crush. Jerry, the King Lawler gold dust and Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mark Marrow, the stalker <laughs> Rocky Maivia and Jake, the snake Roberts is the replacement. Big pop um, Wyndham out here looking like big Papa Dudley. Um, Dude, he looks like Spike Dudley with a fucking mustache, like overgrown like, Spike Dudley with a mustache. Like the stalker, by the way, is the actual biological father for Devon and, and Bubba Ray in canon, in canon. I feel like that makes sense to me. He's try- making the towns, going up and down the towns. And he's actually, didn't he end up having like, isn't Bray Wyatt like his nephew or something like that? Yeah, something like that. His, yeah, because Bray Wyatt's named after him. <laughs> insane insane uh yeah honestly guys like i was right in the middle on this one because i felt like the work rate for for okay for out of all the multi-man matches this one was the best one um i mean it's a hodgepodge of guys in the ring but the work rate really wasn't bad even mark marrow i was actually kind of impressed by his work rate like i thought it was pretty good um i mean i'm certainly not saying it was like a great match or anything uh but it wasn't bad i mean the jake the snake king stuff at that point in their career was actually pretty damn good it was smooth um, Jake was a pleasant surprise. I think he still had a little bit of gas in the tank here and he hadn't really embarrassed himself that much. Um, and it was really long, but that was kind of the theme of the night. Rocky getting the win was just kind of icing on the cake for me. The Rocky Maivia is the white meat baby face gets the win. Um, yeah, I'm right dead, dead in the center on it. Three beers for me. what do you think about this, uh, this multi-man? Right there with you too, brother, with the three pack on this one. And yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was like it was like you said, it was solid, nothing amazing. Like you couldn't like no real story. So you can't really go higher than a three beer when there's not that emotion there. But it was some funny, good little stuff here, there in the match. It was the debut of Rocky Maivia in the WWF. So this was his debut match and he won with a fucking shoulder breaker, which is weird as hell. And then Vince called Uh, him, oh, he's going for the shoulder breaker. It's like so fucking telegraphed, which is weird for his debut match. And he was just so popping off for his finisher before he even did the finisher. But, dude, Mark Mero was killing this man. I didn't know Mark Mero was that good because I don't ever remember. Like, I was five years old when this happened, so I don't ever remember Mark Mero fucking flipping like that, honestly. Yeah, he was good. He and was he, was good do- yeah, he was doing some nice shit. Uh, like I said, Barry Windham looked like fucking Spike Dudley. 
Uh, and I noticed when Triple H came out for his entrance, he did give maybe one of the first ever Triple H suckets on camera. He went right to his belt right when he came out. It was very the suck it. So then this is definitely like a year before DX. So yeah, yeah. I, I you know I'm, I'm a mark. I'm a mark for, for DX. Sure. I, I love me some yeah. DX. So I'm watching Hell for yeah. that shit, dude. That yeah, that Asai moonsault. And of course they go, what a maneuver. He said what a maneuver. He said what a maneuver. I don't know how many goddamn times on this show, especially anybody, anytime anyone cut a flip or a moonsault or whatever. Yeah, kind of a weird match, but it was definitely fun. Three beers right in the middle. Three beers right in the middle. That's pretty fair. Uh, let's move it on here. We got a package for Bret Hart and Stone Cold. I was really hyped for this. What a great like Austin promo too before the match. Dude was just so hungry, uh, and Bret's was actually pretty good too. Um, and the match here is yeah, it's just Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Jr. was literally on fire. Um, they're not trash, man. They're not clowns. They're professional yeah. wrestlers. And I was like, oh, I loved it. Like just killing it, man. I, I dude, the chemistry too between like. Austin and Hart is just undeniable. Um, it's an actual clinic, too. Like, Stone Cold is out here wrestling. Not punching and kicking and brawling like he was known for as Stone Cold. Like, he had a great wrestling match. Like, this match, Bell to Bell, was a fantastic pro wrestling match. Like, it wasn't really a street fight or... I mean, yeah, there was some punches and kicks thrown in there, but holy hell, dude, it was really good. I would say that this is probably their best wrestling match. Like... Uh, now, I will say that, like, you know, obviously, WrestleMania 13, that match is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Um, that what that match is easily a six-pack. This was close, but it wasn't quite a six to me. It was five and a quarter beers. And it's only because, only because I know how good the other match was. And I was like, well, if I know that they can do that much better, it's like this match. But even this match on its own, still well into the five beers. It deserved even a little bit more than five beers. So I did five and a quarter where are you at Stone Cold versus Bret Hart here? Dude, I'm almost there with you again. I didn't go quite as high as you. I only went five beers because, like you said, you know, those six packs are sacred. And, and yeah. it makes sense that this match wasn't as good as that because this was the buildup for that match. Yeah. yeah. So it makes total sense that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to blow their load on the first time around, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, dude, pre-neck break Austin, he's a goddamn ring technician, dude. Yes, yeah. He's, they are both, like, hold for hold, like, every chain, like, yeah. lots of chain wrestling. And he's doing the old, his old finisher, the stun gun. And then Bret Hart gives it to him and yeah. just so much stuff. And he's working the neck. Like, dude, this is psychology to the T. Just, like, where he, where he's working the neck the whole time, of course, to lead up to the stunner. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. And, like you said, JR's commentary was just so fucking sick. He was on, dude, and the finish, the million dollar dream, the revert, like, I've, like, I knew what the finish was coming, but still, I was like, oh, it, they still had me a little bit. Even yeah. though, you know, you know what the fuck's coming, they still had no, me a little great bit. Great match. Which, yeah. which shows that it get and dude, Vince McMahon, of course, again, great commentary. The one little brawling section, he goes, whoa, this is broken down into a Donnybrook. Like, yeah, a Donnybrook. Goodness gracious, Vince. Dude, but yeah, fantastic. Five beers, not quite a six pack, but dude, one of Stone Cold's best wrestling matches ever he's yeah. ever been in. Yeah. If you want to see Breath Heart. Yeah. If you want to see Stone Cold in a professional wrestling match that's not a brawl, go watch this match. This is probably, yeah, this is actually going to be my match of the night, bell to bell, for sure. Um, but one, thing I wanna, one thing I want to point out, though, don't want to go too far, but like Hugo Savanovich, the Spanish announce table, he gets hit in this match, and every time that motherfucker gets hit, he does this. He just go, gets limp and just goes, and just like rolls out of his chair. He just gets limp when they touch him. It's great. It's I just think it's fucking hilarious. And I just and this was nine. This was before the Hell in the Cell, which is the first time I noticed him do that. But shout out to Hugo Savanovich. He's great. My great selling on the Spanish announce table. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, speaking of the Spanish announce table, Captain Lou comes out after uh, a promo, actually a pretty decent promo from Sid. Captain Lou comes out and sits with the Spanish announce team, which I thought was hilarious. He's a, supposed um, to be Italian. What? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't <laughs> know, man. The nation of domination heads to the ring with PG 13 rapping. Shout out Wolfie D. Um, there was a, uh, Cornette also on commentary for this one, which was quite, uh, hearing Cornette and Vince go at it was, you know, super nostalgic for me. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and get into this one and get it over with. Uh, it was Farouk, the fake Razor Ramon and the fake Diesel and Vader versus Savio Vega, Yokozuna, Flash Funk and Jimmy Snuka. 
Ooh, my goodness. Uh, why do we ever really like Survivor Series matches? Because this is terrible. There's no story. There's no real reason for any of these people to be in the ring together. And the ring work itself is just a bunch of broken apart little singles matches so everyone can get their shit in. Uh, I mean, it really wasn't bad, as bad as like it could have been, but it was just so long. And there's no investment at all. And I just couldn't get into it. I gave it a beer and a half. Um, just wasn't. Wasn't great to me. Uh, Wex, where are you at on this multi-man? I rate it just a little bit higher than you, but not much higher. I want a, I want a two-pack. I gave it two beers just because we got to see Flash Funk come out there and do some sick shit. And he was basically doing the Godfather gimmick pre-Godfather right here. Except yeah, he was Godfather. Doing the, like, bro, the Brodus Clay, too. It's, it's like a combination because he has that, like, pimp thing with the women, but they're dancing. But it is more of a – it's a, yeah, a Godfather Brodus Clay, but – Brodus Clay or Godfather both couldn't do acai moonsaults and do all that crazy shit. So yeah. definitely pop for some good old Flash Funk. And then Super Flash Snooka got the biggest pop, and they were talking shit on commentary about how old he was, which was hilarious. They should have made fun of that murder. Uh-oh. Oh, my Did I go goodness. too far? LOL. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, what a maneuver for the acai moonsault. And the way the fucking match ended, just they all just, uh, just chair shots and DQ. For, it, just, yeah. it was fucking stupid. It just turned into a big mess. Didn't make any sense. Two beers for that flash funk moonsault. Yeah. I guess that's fair. I gave it a beer and a half. It was what it was. Moving on here, we got a package for HBK and Sid, which the package was awesome, of course. Um, I remember this storyline very well um, with Jose Lothario getting hit by the camera. I'm a big fan of uh, this era of Sean, too. Loved this run. Uh, And, man, they say that Sean Michaels can have... Uh, an amazing match with a broomstick, and they're not wrong uh, because HBK made Sid look really good here. Um, I mean, he had the crowd really captivated. It's really amazing work right from Sean, to be honest. I mean, just really damn good. Some awesome false finishes in there, and it was literally all Sean. Uh, I mean, I felt like Sid stood in the ring and threw his hand and his foot around a few times, and just Sean bumped all over the place and made it look great. Uh, commentary was great, too. Um, the, the crowd really made the match feel huge as well. It's not definitely not as good as Brett and Austin, uh, but still a very good match. I mean, especially considering Sid is Sid and it's even at this point <laughs> in his career. Um, I even forgot that Sid won the title at this one, but Hey man, Sean worked his ass off for sure. Uh, I gave it four and three quarters, four and three quarter beers. So about as high as I can rate a Sid match ever. Um, where are you at on this main event here? Not as quite as high as you, but again, almost right there. I just went four and a half beers on this one. And yeah, like you said, it's a 1996 Shawn Michaels. This is like before he fucked up his back, before he's on pills too heavy. So he's still out there just fucking killing it. And dude, he's just having a good time right now. Yeah. And this match has that classic fucking bump where Sid does the boot off the top rope and Michaels just does a fucking handstand, like straight up missile classic i forgot about yeah. that when i saw that i popped super hard on his head just like yeah i was watching it work on my headphones and was just like laughed and i was like ah oh. they were like what and i was like oh sorry yeah yeah probably should have been man. doing that but you know you got to watch wrestling sometimes when you're at work of course but, uh popped i popped real hard when they popped locked in the million dollar dream again i love how jr kept saying like it's a million dollar dream and then Vince man's like oh somewhat of a sleeper it's like every time he would have something he would have like the other rebuttal especially after the match like He's like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. Nobody. These men, I don't think they could beat Shawn Michaels. Or like, he's like, Stone Cold. I don't think they could beat Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Or he's like, no, I think Stone Cold or Red Hart could beat Shawn Michaels. And Vince Man's like, well, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, Popping I mean, for the, his little boy toy. Oh, boy the, pro- toy. the prophecy. Yeah, the prophecy of the boy toy. But I love JR after Jose Lothario gets hit in the chest. And he's like, I hope he's not having a, a heart attack. I hope he- Cause he oh like stopped for a second and then he kept like, he's like, Jose Lothario. But I love how paramedics didn't come till after the match. Right. Why would it didn't make, didn't make any, didn't make any fucking sense. But dude, this is a banger. Shawn Michaels is flipping and flopping all over the place. And it's a good time. It's HBK. If you want to see a, like you said, probably the best Sid match of all time. It's against HBK right here at Survivor yeah. Series 96. Still the show. hundred percent. Uh, well, I don't know. I actually think I rated the uh, the Brett and Austin match a little higher. Oh, but I, did, I, I did rate I mean, it higher. I rated my like, overall. It's like it's two incredible matches, and the rest of it was pretty bad. So I guess on average, it'd be like a, a an average show. Like so, I'd say maybe two and a half to three beers total for this show. Um, 
And you know how yeah. we're comparing you know we're comparing this to you know WCW 96 as the uh, there's a shot of Sid celebrating with the title as they went off the air and someone holding a sign like right next to his face that said NWO for life. Yeah. Which I thought was a perfect just uh And I think less shit. than less than a year later he's back in WCW. I think yep. it is. I think so cuz he's back there like yeah. Not for sure I think in 98 he's there. He's definitely yeah. there in 98 so yeah, it's crazy, but I can definitely tell why WCW is winning just by, I don't know, just the vibe of the crowd. Besides a yeah. few matches, the overall, they just didn't have that same energy as WCW had. WCW just, I wasn't there. Like, I mean, I was there. I was a fucking little kid, like five years old. But when I'm watching, it's like, I feel like that feels cooler. It just has yeah. that cooler feel. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, it's time. It's the uh, moment we've all been waiting for. We're going to talk about last weekend's AEW Full Gear. I am super hype about this. Um, I'm actually going to let Wex, you know, since Wex had his little YouTube channel and it covered AEW, he's the AEW official guy here. Uh, I'm going to let Wex take the reins and you kind of run us through this card. I w- Actually, it was the day after my birthday party when the show came on, so I had a bunch of people still at the house and we all watched it together, and I really didn't take uh, close notes, but I remember it very fondly. Um, and I do have some gripes about some matches, so um, we'll uh, we'll get to it. Let's uh, let's hop right in here, man. What do you got for me? All right. So the first match of the card was the highly anticipated two of the four pillars of AEW: Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Darby Allen. And I don't have very many notes for this match because they yeah. fucking tore the goddamn house down. Banger. Just. Wow, like they Banger. did like chain wrestling, like some of the best like counters reversals. The crowd was going fucking nuts. Like when this halfway through the match, I was thinking like, how the fuck is anybody gonna follow this up? They are absolutely just killing match it of right the night. Now. Like oh, I'm go no, one hundred percent match of the match night. Of the night. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you six pack. It's a that's a it's yeah. a fucking six pack. And six the, pack. dude, and the whole thing, the story. I'm going to beat you with a side headlock takeover because I'm better than you and you know it. And he uses the dynamite diamond ring to knock Darby out first and then hit the side headlock take. Perfect. Just perfect fucking booking. The storytelling with the skateboard too. It's a perfect match. It's a really, it's a great match guys. Like it's so damn good. Like also too, like, uh, you know, on this this past uh, Dynamite, he kind of mentioned it in his promo, but he's like, you know, everybody's always saying I'm really great on the stick, but he can't hang bell to bell. And it's like, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean, he silenced the critics, dude. This match was like it was, you know, a lot a lot of times on the show, we're like, oh, we love the match. It wasn't a Matt classic, but well, this one was a Matt classic. It was a Matt classic. This was a great wrestling match. This was like Stone Cold of, and Bret Hart. This was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, better, this was better than this Stone was Cold Eddie, and Bret This was Eddie and Ray. This was this is this is more like Sean and Brett. You know what I mean? This was really, really, really. This is Steamboat and Flair. This yeah, is really good. Steamboat like, and Savage. Like yeah, Steamboat Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a great, great, great match. Yeah, six out of six. If I could give it more, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now, right now, today. MJF is the best heel in the business. Period. Period. Including Roman Reigns, including anybody else, he's the best. Period. Knocks it out the park every fucking time. All right, so the next match is the first of the world title matches. The Lucha Bros defending their titles against FTR in just yeah. a traditional tag team match. And yep. this match, literally everything was really good all the way up until the very end of it. Yep, same The thing. end of it, but, like, the match itself, dude, so much sick shit. You know, like, the Lucha Bros and FTR, like... Their work speaks for itself. You know what they're gonna go. You know what they're gonna do when they went out there and they did what they like. They did what they do. Like some yeah. sick shit. Like the the finish. The finish. Sure, not the actual finish because that's what the thing that I know he's gonna gripe about that I'm griping about. They did their classic package pile driver, but he hopped off and then hit a crossbody onto uh, Dax or no, he hit it yeah. onto the, the other Dax. FTR guy. Whatever. Yeah. It was a double. Uh, just a sick ass combo move. I've never seen that before. But the finish was fucking weird. They, like, went under the ring and put on mask, and they were trying to do it to where they would pin the non-legal guy, but they didn't really explain it. Yeah, and it, it just was all wonky, well. and it was just like, yeah. why the fuck are they putting on luchador mask under the ring? That just really took it away from me, and it could have been higher, but I only gave it four beers. 
Yeah, I went a yeah, I went a little bit higher. I, I I was same same with you. I actually put that on commentary. I feel like they should have sold it a lot better than they did. It's kind of their job to tell that story at that point, um, and they just didn't do it very well. Uh, but I yeah, I went four and a quarter, so it's literally only a quarter more. Okay. But but I was I was there with you. I think the tag work was really really good. Um, but yeah, I mean the match is great. I mean FTR Lucha Bros, you can't really deny i mean the skill level is just insane there some of the false finishes they put together too were dude. really 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 good um yeah so four and a quarter for me dude and there was a really sick spot like at the beginning where they did like a little face off and penta's already in the ring and phoenix just like jumps into the frame like a fucking superhero and he just like and just appears down there like like yeah. he just goku'd into the fucking shot yeah thought that was really sick yeah so besides that disappointing finish it was great but the next match on the card Woo. What I'm going to say is another fucking banger that I did not expect to be as good as it was. And probably one of like, honestly, one of the best Miro matches that he's had, like ever since he's yeah. came to AEW and kind of changed that character, his matches get better and better. And they beat the fuck out of each. That's this was literally a slaughter. Oh, yeah. Match. Yeah. It they was a beat stiff the match, yeah. fuck out of each other. And and it all came down to his weakness. The Miro's neck and head and like yeah. Danielson hit the tornado DDT and knocked him out. Cause immediately when he locked in the submission, they like called the bell for it immediately. Cause he was already out. Yeah. Dude. Talk about just meat slapping slobber knocker. Like y'all think yeah. Nora Suzuki's badass or whatever, dude, they beat the fuck out of each other. This was strong style to the T and it worked perfect for these, both of these dudes. I gave it five beers. i I fucking loved it. And I usually don't like Miro that much. And wow. They, they, they killed this shit for me. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a really good match. I definitely didn't go that high on it. Um, I thought it was actually about as good as the tag match. Now the finish was a little bit better. So I went four and three quarters. I wasn't quite at five. Uh, okay. I literally, we're I gave close. it a, we, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. 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 We've been within like a half a beer for all the matches so far. Yeah. Also, too, though, at the time, now to be fair, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wasn't even anticipating the Daniel Bryan heel turn. So I was like, when I saw this, like, okay, to me, in my mind, I was like, well, whoever wins this match is going to determine who wins the world title. So when I saw Daniel Bryan win, I was like, well, Omega's winning. I mean, it just makes more sense for him to win to face a baby face. Like I, and I honestly felt like. I mean, and I, I still kind of do feel like it would have, I think it would have been better to have Miro go over here. And I think that it would have meant more for him to get a win over Brian than for exactly. Brian to get a win over him. And I think that, you know, Hangman Adam Page having his first massive program with a monster like Miro and Miro finally takes his first loss against the world champion doesn't really hurt him. And it also really establishes Hangman Adam Page. I, re I really was hoping for that booking, but now that they've turned Daniel Bryan heel, <laughs> I'm in love with that as well. Yeah. So, you know what, Tony, you know what you're doing. We appreciate you listening, though. I appreciate you being a, a fan of the show. Um, so, yeah, just keep keep tuning in. But we're going to let you do your thing. You keep doing your thing, King. This was very good. Four and three quarter beers. 20 solid minutes, too. I mean, great match. Yes, Tony. Thank you, Tony. We really love that. And this next Uncle match Tom. is the six-man Falls Count Anywhere match between the Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and the Super Click. And... I'll say this match lived up to the stipulation and the hype that they had surrounding it. It was fucking insane. Like exactly what you think is going to happen in one of these matches, just crazy spots, lots of like gnarly shit. They did a three way thumbtack knee pad. Uh, yeah. BTE trigger cool. like yeah. Luchasaurus had a fucking moonsault, um, a fucking not a moonsault, a shooting star press off the stage. Just yeah. like, you know, it's one of these, it's not going to be like we said, a Matt classic, like the first match, like wrestling. This is a, it's a brawl. It's a street fight. It's a false count anywhere. And they, they EC dubbed it up for us and it was impressive. It's, I can't rate it. You know, it can't rate it any higher than four beers, which I gave it because the type of match it was, but That's, it just, yeah, went, wow. oh, yeah. the only gripe, it went a little bit too long, just a little bit too long. I thought it, it should have ended yeah. at one point. I agree. I but agree. the storytelling, even though it was long. a hardcore match, like even though it was crazy, the storytelling was excellent. Mid-match jungle boy was going to hit the concerto, but he couldn't do it. And then Christian Cage is about to hit the concerto to win the match. And then Jungle Boy's like, no, let I me do it. it. Yeah. Like, I'm a man now. And he fucking graduated high school yeah. and hit yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good concerto. story. I think, honestly, I think that that's what got it up to the four beer for me. Because I was really yeah. only about a three and a half on this one, to be completely yeah, honest with you. It, yeah, I agree. Because when but it started kind of going long, yeah. I was like, dude, come on, y'all. Yeah. 
Well, take it not home, only baby, that, take it home. Not only that, but like I think I was in the same boat with this one as I was with the Miro Bryant, uh, Daniel. Yeah, wait, Brian Danielson match. Don't Fuck. pull a Jim match. Ross. The whole match. I know. Was I know. Daniel it's, it's, Bryan. I, who cares? What does it matter? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I really felt like the Super Click should have won this match. I really feel like they needed to win. Um, but it is what it is. I feel like because I mean at this point Adam Cole has not really been winning like. He's been here and he's not been winning. Maybe this is what, you know, brings Bobby. Maybe Bobby Fish and him will win. And maybe then we can get Kyle O'Reilly in after the first of the year. And they can be like, yeah, you know, this is better than the Bucks anyway. And then maybe we can have Kevin Owens hop in I mean, with the Bucks. Kevin Steen joins with the Bucks and they yeah. feud with the Undisputed Era, whatever they can call it. Yeah. The Era of Dispute or something like that. I don't know. That, that um, sounds like something Matt Hardy would say. Yeah. It does. It does sound like something Matt Hardy would say. But, all right, Luckily, we didn't, uh, didn't get any Hardy family office on this show. With we'll oh just no, keep I'm that on dark. I, everybody's getting tired of the fucking Matt Hardy Orange Cassidy vortex of. I'm sucking. tired of Matt Hardy. Period. Like, yeah, it's getting a little old. But let's keep it moving. And speaking of people that are getting old with people that people ain't liking no more, that was kind of a weak transition. But you know what the fuck I'm trying to say? <laughs> what are you talking about? Cody, the most hated man in pro wrestling right now, teaming up with Pac, taking on Andrade, El Idolo, and Malachi Black. And when I say they hate this motherfucker, the boos were heavy in this match. Like, yeah, I'm talking John Cena heavy. Like, yeah. every yeah, time he did, I, mean, I, don't, baby, I just don't get that. I really don't understand it. I just don't I understand, understand it. it. I understand it a hundred percent. And I, because I've been, if you watch my old YouTube channel, I always talked about how fuck Co- Cody's a heel. He's a fucking heel. I've always said he was a heel from the beginning. He's a delusional heel. He thinks he's a baby face, but he's been a heel the whole time. That's he's what like I think. Homelander. Is yeah, dude. It, and he wore the Homelander gear. It only yeah. makes fucking perfect sense. But every time Cody did a baby face move in this match, like got the hot tag, made the save, they booed the fuck out of him. And I they laughed really every time. Really but, like, did. the actual work in this match, of course, it's great. It's Pac, Andrade, and Malachi Black. I mean, even Cody, he's a great worker. So the work was great, but the story, it was just one of those last-minute thrown-together type matches. And we yeah. got to see a Black Arrow. I mean, it was some cool shit, but the lack of story and how it was just thrown together last minute, like, I would rather just seen, like, Pac versus Andrade or Malachi versus Cody even, just a singles match. It makes more sense. So I only gave it three beers just because it can't just – What's going on with the match? I can't rate it any higher than that. But, like, I have to give it three at least for their work and the funniness of all the booze. I gave it three and a half beers. I thought it was good. I like Cody. I, I thought I actually thought that Pac and Cody were surprisingly worked well as a team. Like, some of their double team moves were pretty sick. I was like, all right, like, this I, – because I, I was like, this seems like a hodgepodge. seems like the styles are going to clash. And they really didn't. I felt like they actually fed off of each yeah, other Yeah, the work really, was really fantastic. Well. Yeah, I thought Malachi and Andrade, too. I mean, like, they have a different kind of connection, obviously, through Zelina Vega. But um, I thought it was cool. And I actually like kind of the idea of putting Black and Idolo, like, in a thing together. I think that makes sense. I Honestly, I, I, I like that as a possible tag team idea, like Death Incorporated or something like that. I feel like it could be very cool. Um, I don't know, like Black Skull or something like that. I feel like it could be really cool. Like, they could just call it something. I mean... The, like them versus Lucha Bros, them what versus Young Andrade Bucks, them versus FDR. The House Black. Yeah, but see, I, no, no, because he has like a little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Skull mask already. Andrade needs to be the leader, though. Like, uh, like, or no, no, I mean, like they both need to be equal. Is what I'm saying. Neither one of them should be the leader. It should be a real tag team. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it's like the House of Black, and then like Andrade has the skull. Like, I feel like they could be like Black Skull, and that would be so sick. Like, they could have, have like an awesome badass entrance. Like. I don't know. I feel like it'd be a cool tag team. And I thought, I thought what I'm saying is I felt like all four guys, it looked like a really good tag team match. And I was surprised by that. So that's why I went as high hey, as I, I We at least, I mean, that's why I at least got a three beer for me. Like yeah, most of the time when you toss me. people together you don't really get much from it. So yeah, I could go three and a half. I mean, it's almost like a PWG match. Like three, you know three what I mean? Three quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like no exactly. stories, just some good workers tossed together for a fun match. Yeah, normally I hate that kind of thing, but I felt like these guys pulled it off really well, and I actually felt like the psychology was there too. Um, so yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. What, what do we got next on the docket? It's uh, Britt Baker, All right. right? Up next, it is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Tay Conti. And even though the crowd was pretty much absolutely dead, 
it's dead. not their fault. They they put on a really good match, I thought. It was a decent match, yeah. I The only thing is that another time in this pay-per-view, the match went too long. Like, I felt there was a point, like, when Tay, like, made her comeback and stuff, it should have ended soon after that, but then it just kind of kept going. And that's the only thing that really took it away because, the like, honestly, I think Tay Conti, like, really worked hard in this match like she i've never seen her work such a good match and Britt baker you know she always does pretty solid out there with most people but tay conti like i like even like the finish sequence like the finishing sequence was cool but after she got that comeback it she just should have pretty much somehow went into that they just kind of drug a little bit too long but i thought it was great i gave it three and a half beers the crowd didn't do it any justice i thought they did better than the crowd reacted yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I felt like I like Tay Conti, but I don't think that she's in. She's ready for this. Oh, she's I not ready she, to get the victory yet. But I thought I she, don't even think one of her best matches. Position. I don't think that she. Yeah. Oh, for sure it was. But I, I still, I felt like this match. Like, Britt Baker's been having some bangers, like some banger matches, and this was a good match. But this is a this was a, a rampage main event. You know, it, it like they literally got exactly fifteen minutes. This is a rampage main event. It wasn't. I don't think that this was. And I know they tried to build it. I, I'm not saying they didn't they did a poor job booking it. I just don't. I literally still think that the women's division is the weakest part of AEW. And it's not like I'm not saying they don't have good women. They don't have enough depth because when Ty Conti has to be wrestling for the title at, at, at one of your pay, you only have four pay-per-views a year. That's eh, you don't have the right depth. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Ruby Soho should have been in the spot or even Abaddon again. I mean, like build that better. There's more. There's more meat on the bone there. I'm not again. I like Tay Conti. I think she's a great wrestler. I just don't well, think that. Yeah, hopefully we get some more of the just hopefully get some more wrestlers like the Ring of Honor releases, like just to bolster that women's division up. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing too, though. I mean, we have now they have two titles, so that's like they need more people. Two belts, they need more talent. Yeah, but I mean, even even like for example, like Tay Conti's better than Jade Cargill, right? But I think there's more money in Brett Baker versus Jade Cargill. Exactly. Jade Cargill is a better she's better on the mic, better personality wise. Yes. Because Conti's going to have that good language barrier. It's her second yeah. language, so she probably needs a manager. Anna J could have been better in this spot, too. I don't, I don't know. Anna J. Or, I mean, honestly, I could probably... Wait for that Jamie Hayter turn. I'm ready to see that match. Ooh, yeah, me too. She's so good. I don't She's know when really that's going to happen, but you know they're setting that shit up. Yep. Because you notice sometimes they all do the DMD. Hater just won't do it. She's like, yeah. we know what's your plot in Jamie Hayter. But all right, we're going to continue on to... Basically, the hat, the third end of the card, the last three matches of the card, yeah. and the first of these last three matches, the shortest match on the card, but dare I say, still one of the best matches on the fucking card. Went shorter than the women's match, and this is Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. And I really didn't know what to expect coming into this. I didn't know how they were going to work it, but dude... They fuck. It was a goddamn fight. Like everything was perfect for this. Eddie Kingston knocking him out with the back fist pre-match. Dude, when CM Punk teased the John Cena, like I was like, is he gonna, is he gonna do? Nah, but he didn't do it. He gave him the middle finger. And dude, AEW has built Eddie Kingston so good that they started booing CM Punk when he started like giving him knee lifts in the match and like getting ready to beat him and boot him even like boot him when he won, like that. And that even happens later with another person. No, that happened. Well, I'll say technically that happened on Dynamite. They started booing Daniel, Brian Danielson. Like, if you can get people to boo, boo Brian Danielson and CM Punk, you know you're building your fucking stars up great. And it was just a fucking classic, like, Eddie Kingston-style match. Suplexes, hard hits, just stiff. I thought it was fucking fantastic. I gave it 4.75 beers. I almost gave it five, but I don't know. I just feel like there was just, just because it was short, it could have just lacked a little bit of something. But, dude, they beat the fuck out of each other. Daniel's over here looking at me, so I don't think he liked it very much. So let's see what he has to say. Uh, I think that Eddie Kingston is one of the best Mike guys in the business. I liked this the angle going into this. I expected so much more from it. I was greatly let down by the bell to bell. Um, I didn't think it was good. I thought they did a disservice to the angle they'd built thus far. And I also hate that they just dropped it seemingly like he's already on to something else. 
I think this was a complete waste of time. I think that it was this was a bad thing to do to Eddie Kingston, who you're building up. And then you just have, I mean, especially if there's not a really program moving forward, it's just this one off to put Punk over in 11 minutes. Like to me, like to me, this makes Punk feel like a heel, like super hard, like a heel. I mean, just it's like, yo, you just come in and like you're working a couple times on TV and then you, you know, get 11 minutes on a pay-per-view and you go over and then that's it. And you move on to your next thing. And the next thing's probably going to be MJF and you're probably going to beat him too. And that sucks. And it's just Ooh, like, but what if he doesn't? What if MJF is the first person oh, first to beat all, CM Punk? First of all, that needs to happen. Like, no doubt about it. Like, I like, you know, I've I was hyped when CM Punk came back, as everybody was. But if you listen, I mean, if you, if we've ever talked about CM Punk on the show before pre AEW debut, I was always like, I think he's probably the most overrated guy. Like, great mic guy, decent in the ring, but it always feels like it's forced. This this is another on track thing. Like, I just. I don't know. I was greatly let down. By I this thought the in-ring work was maybe I like that style, and you maybe. I mean, just it's don't stiff. Like I like I like stiff. Stiff's fine, but it's like when you're seeing the fifth vertical suplex and like a dude trying to lock in an abdominal stretch. It's like what what are we doing here, man? Like, uh, like I mean, yeah, were were people into it? Yes, like the crowd was hyped for it for sure. The angle is great. I think Eddie Kingston did a great job of making the angle super hot, and maybe he got it over more than they anticipated. I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Um, I hope Eddie gets, you know, a couple more Actually, wins. Eddie's next really feud will. is Daniel Garcia, which, which I'm actually sucks. looking for. Well, that could be good because Daniel yeah. Garcia can he can fucking work. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I I, I don't like Daniel Garcia, honestly, to be honest with you. I, don't, uh, I, think, I think it's I like think Daniel I, Garcia is fucking sick. I think he's okay. I just don't think he stands out above anybody else that they have. I mean, like, first of all, they, we are getting to a point now where they, they're, the roster's getting, uh, getting thick, getting thick. So it's hard to put, like, it's hard for me to justify giving, like, Daniel Garcia and 2.0, like, TV time when, like, men of the year weren't even on Dynamite. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a little weird to me, but whatever. All right. Well, speaking of men of the year, the next matchup is well, American Top Team. And men of the year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus the Inner Circle. And this was the uh, the street fight, which was like kind of legal and had tags. for The Minneapolis bit. street fight. The Minneapolis street fight, of course. And this matchup, I mean. It had tags. That's what I'm saying. It had tags, but it was a street fight, which didn't make sense. But then eventually, of course, it broke down and started getting crazy. And I will say some of those MMA guys, uh, especially Junior Dos Santos, he looked pretty good. He kind of his gear, the way he was wrestling, and he reminded me of uh, uh, Sagat from Street Fighter. I don't know why, just because he had like the shorts and the taped up, and he looked he looked okay for this is like his second or third match ever. And dude, insane swanton or just flip off the fucking thirty foot. Line. I don't know if it was thirty foot. J- Jim Ross always messed up my perception of height as a kid because he always said he's going off the twenty foot ladder. But it was like a ten foot ladder, maybe. So yeah. like, I don't know how tall the ladder was, but it was fucking huge. And yeah. Swanton or flip from Sammy, even though uh, I don't, Chris Jericho, I'm just kind of getting, he's getting X Pac heat with me at this point. I'm just kind of yeah, getting over right. him. But yeah. when he did the Eddie Guerrero tribute and it was his friend, like I knew they were friends, and yeah, that that kind of kind of softened me up a bit. But overall, this match was just a fucking. It was just pure madness. I gave it three beers just because of, you know, I just can't go higher than that with this. And I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, even though I walked uh, my dog outside and let him piss during it. Because I was like, all right, Carl, we got to wait till the Jericho match comes up. Then I'll take you outside to pee. When I came in, I still had a good time when I came back. I yeah, I mean, say. I had a good time. I enjoyed I it. Time, I enjoyed it yeah. with expecting to not enjoy it because I was just like, ah, oh, Jericho. But then he he always gets me. He still gets me every time. So. Three beers, but you can't really go much higher on something like this. Yeah, I mean, I'm a whole beer less. I was two beers on this one. I just didn't. I mean, I thought like I thought Junior Dos Santos. I think yeah, I think he can be good maybe, but way too green. I mean, the majority of the guys in this match. I mean, Orlovsky's awful, like real bad. Oh, he's horrible. I was just saying like for his second match ever, he looked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, No, for sure. That and that's fair. But like second match ever, I don't care who you are. You shouldn't be in. I mean, you know. Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and he, that dude had some, you know, some seasoning underneath him. You know what I mean? Before they actually put him on a pay per view. So, 
Um, I don't know. That's I just true, dude. Hey, 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 you're right. <laughs> I'm so glad that the uh, the redneck kayfabe fan came back for this uh, for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I I, I mean, when he got the water ski out and hit him with it, uh, they were just. I don't oh, know. I laughed. I know this is probably dumb, but when he pulled out the fucking bunt cake pan. And then Tony Schiavone sort of like, bunk cake invented in Minneapolis in like whatever year. And then it's like, how, why do you know all this about bunk cakes? He's like, oh, I love bunk cakes. Like, of oh course you do, motherfucker. God. I can see that bunk cake right there on your waist. That little portly porcupine, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't for me, man. It wasn't for me. But we can move on to the next one. A match that was for anybody yeah. who enjoys yeah. professional wrestling, yeah. mm-hmm. long-term storytelling, yes. just Matt, just everything. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that Kenny Omega was like injured and in some of the shit they did in this match, like the bell to bell, of course, like Kenny Omega and hangman page is going to be good. But the storytelling in this match was fucking fantastic. Psycho, like dude, especially the ending, like Hangman setting up for the buckshot. One of the the young bucks come out, so like we're thinking, oh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna screw yeah. him again. They're gonna cause a problem. And then, excuse me, there, I was getting a little bit too hyped, had a little burp. But uh, dude, it's 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 like a perfect story. Hangman, he looks at one of the young bucks, hits a buckshot from the back. Kenny Omega's back. Yeah. Kenny Omega's rocked. He's on the other side, looks at the other buck, and he's just gives him just gives him the nod of approval. And then he hits the second buckshot for the win. It just yeah, it was just ah, it was so good, yeah. and and the fact that he hit Kenny Omega with the one winged angel, and Kenny Omega kicked out. So we still somehow we still protected the one winged angel by having somebody kick. Ah, just it's brilliant, and so that's gonna come back to play later down the line when Omega returns from injury. Like it was just such a good match. The storytelling, just oh, and like ah. Six six beers, of course. Nutted the whole six out. This was just great. Nutted the whole six out. Nutted I didn't go that high. Quoted. I, dude, I, I love both these wrestlers. I've been following this whole story and all their shit forever, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just more invested. And the yeah. fact that when the Dark Order came out to celebrate, Alex Reynolds had a beer, and Hangman yeah. Page just got it and just threw it and gave him a fucking hug. Yeah. Like, that was just, yeah, God damn it springboard sunset flip powerbomb who the fuck has ever done that shit god damn it it was good it was very good i mean i I totally enjoyed it (laughs) yeah i went five and a quarter beers on it it was three quarters of a beer that wasn't quite six pack for me uh there were some stutter steps in there uh there was a couple borderline bocce spots to be honest with you yes like the investment was there so it didn't matter as much but you can't give it i mean there was some like i mean go back and watch the match again like, I know that you were wrapped up because the storyline was so good, but, like, there were some significant stutters in there. Sorry, uh, there he, has, was, he has vertigo. I'll let it pass. That's totally true. Like, listen, <laughs> I, I mean, yo, like, five and a quarter beers is still a bitching match. Like, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, b- far and away, like, full gear beat 96 Survivor Series oh, easily. Dude. Like, I mean, slammed it to the ground. I mean, I mean, it's, if it's a last two pay-per-views have been just phenomenal it was not as good as all out it was not no, it as good as, as all good as, out no, it wasn't good as all out because all out but, had so much shit happening jesus but, christ like, if all like if all out is here then full gear is like a close set it's like right under it it's I, uh, i'd say it's a pretty distant second but i'd also say that all out's one of if not the best pay-per-view of all time so like i mean I don't know. Yeah. I thought this was a great pay-per-view. I had a I thought it was well worth my 50 bucks. Oh, for sure. Very good. Very good. Def- I mean, we're I'd say on average maybe four beers, maybe four and a quarter beers, which for oh, any yeah. pay-per-view, that's damn oh, that's, good. Yeah, it's it's definitely well above average for sure. Really, if they just would have had maybe took just took the inner circle just needs to break up. Get them oh, the I fuck agree. off my TV. I love all them as individuals, but not really Jericho anymore. He's the one that's really giving me that. And fuck Jake Hager. I've never liked him. He's just whack. Yeah, he's always been whack. I don't think I don't understand. And that we the people gimmick was real, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I know it was. So I I know it was real. Words for him. Oh, and you see I got the HBK for you, that little Austin for you, baby. That's a bootleg shirt if I've ever seen one, but yeah. Walmart. Yeah, I mean, dude. You know know it's it's bootleg, baby. 98. But they have a picture of like 90, 
96 or 94 like 94 sean super it's super whack but i mean hey it's it's wrestling baby it is what it is it is what it is yeah i got hpk on my arm i wear that tattoo every day so it is what it is there too uh yeah man so let's do our what what did you, you got your prediction sheet from what we did last week for our full gear predictions I don't, but I know that I won because literally every, like almost every match that I picked, that you picked the opposite on, I got them right. Like I picked, I picked the Jurassic Express to win. Yeah, those were the two. The, it was just those two. It was like it was the Super Click and then Miro and Brian Danielson. Those were the only ones we actually disagreed on. Oh really? No, and I thought I picked. Uh, did I pick? Oh, you picked the Inner Circle. I picked, I picked the Inner Circle to win, and you picked American Top Team, right? Yeah, I picked American Top Team. Yeah. So there yeah, it goes. I was just like, I was yeah, Inner Circle's gonna win. But you pick yeah, them all. So. You pick them all, right? No. No, you picked uh you picked Black and Andrade. Did I? And, yeah, and I didn't Cody Cody and Pac won the match, right? Cody and Pac won. No, I picked the baby faces to win because you were like, oh, they're gonna lose. And I was like, oh, the baby faces are gonna win. I thought we both picked Black and Andrade. Fuck, maybe we got. We're gonna go back and listen because I can't find that notebook that I originally wrote the notes in. A son of a bitch, Wex. You know that. You but I'm pretty do, sure that I won. Do more homework so for the show. It's fine. Sure you know I what? It. It's I okay. The AEW, the AEW predictions title will stay in the proper care of Wex breaking the loss. And um, I, I, I mean, like, because like we don't even. Ha- all right. So all right. Well, look. You know what? It's a sudden death because I think last the week before I won the week before, and then you won this one, right? So like. Yep. We only had that one match announced for Rampage, right? Yeah, that's for so far. And what is what is that match? Uh, it's gonna be Bobby Fish and Adam Cole versus the Lucha Soros and Jungle Boy. All right, so who's gonna win that? I'm gonna go Undisputed Era, baby. Yeah, I'm going Cole and Fish too. Okay, I'm well, gonna we can't go use that all one. about the boom. Oh my goodness gracious! The okay. boom. I do like I do like this one. I do like his his new version. Like it's way better than what they tried to switch him to in NXT after he left the oh, Undisputed yeah. this Era. This is definitely like second best to the original Undisputed Era theme. Yeah, I agree. Well, no, actually, I think I like this one better. To be completely honest with you, and and dude, the uh, guy he timed it out perfect where he gets to go, boom! Like it's just this the same dude who makes like a lot of the original AEW themes. Their guy. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I didn't talk about in the news, I just talked about music. Jim Johnston has been criticizing uh, a, uh, WWE's booking lately. Okay. Jim Johnston, you know, who is the I don't, I don't think he, guy. yeah. That's it's not really, that's why I didn't mention it's not really news, but it's just funny because the new AEW music guy is Mikey Ruckus, which he makes some whack solo music. If you've heard that shit, it sucks. But his AEW themes are sick. He makes some whack solo music. Oh, yeah. Is he supposed yeah, to be a rapper? I don't know. It's like that rap metal type, like, weird bullshit, but uh, oh, it ain't for me. Okay. He, had a, he had a music video with Matt Hardy in it, but, you know, to each oh, their own. Some people like Disturbed. Some people like, you know, Creed. I don't know. So, you know. Those are two. Yeah, okay. You know what? Let's just let's get off I'm the just music. Saying, I'm trying to think Why don't too. you stick I'm the just, skating, all right? And, you let me. Let, you let Mr. Know-It-All handle the music references, okay? All right, we've already said you gotten in trouble once on Twitter, yelling at Downstate, and they all got mad at us. We're sorry, Downstate, okay? We're sorry. Hey, I'm not sorry. I'm telling it like it is. Okay, well, next week you can tell it like it is because we're going to be covering a WWE pay-per-view for the first time in a very long time. We got away with not talking about Crown Jewel at all, and we did not see a single dip in like listeners, so I really appreciate that because we just don't want to watch the Saudi Arabia shitty shows anymore. Um, I mean, dude, it's Survivor Series. We're going to watch it. I, honestly, I haven't watched any modern WWE in like months. Like, I don't think I've seen an, a full episode of Raw or SmackDown from front to dude. back in months. Um, exactly. That's why we almost completely yeah. forgot about even Yeah, we totally thought Survivor we were going to do a top series. 10 next week. We were like, oh, yeah, we got nothing else going on. And it's just Survivor Series. That's all. Uh, that's how far WWE has like lapsed, but also too, um, it's almost like, so we've been covering 96 and WCW, but we have been covering a little bit of 2006, uh, from WWE. So we're going to be doing WWE survivor series, 2021 versus WWE sun cyber Sunday, 2006 next week. So that'll be a good time. That's the raw pay-per-view dude. Cyber Sunday was a classic shit back in the day. It was the, it was one of those random fun pay-per-views. Yeah. It was the because uh, you would vote online for yeah. It was the sequel to um, Taboo Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday, dude. Yeah. 
Taboo, I remember Taboo Tuesdays happened, yeah, freshman year of high school, 2006. Yep. Yep. There you go. 2006. Good times. No, 2000, no I was 2004. Sophomore year. Sophomore year. No, it was 2004. It 2004 is when they did Taboo Tuesday. Taboo they Tuesdays did t- and then 2004, 2005, and then Cyber Sunday took over on 2006. Exactly. So this is the first so Cyber I, Sunday. So it's Taboo Tuesdays in eighth grade, ninth grade, and then 10th grade was the Cyber Sunday. I went to Hooters to watch that. Naturally. So as, you used to be able to go would. to Hooters and watch the pay-per-views as long as you bought food. I would order one That's Mountain right. Dew and get it refilled the entire time. Yeah, so I would order like a pitcher pay-per-views. of beer and like a couple dozen wings and I'd spend way too much money, but yeah. I enjoyed it. I used I to go all the time. A wee little boy. I wasn't allowed to do that legally. You are still a wee little boy. Uh, two weeks from now, we have this Tuesday in Texas versus December to dismember. Both one time only pay-per-views and odd. That's the note that Wix put in there. So that's <laughs> why we're covering them. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what to expect from this. Honestly, what, what year was this Tuesday in Texas even in? 1991. 91. That's right. That's right. It was so 91. we're keeping it with that same even number thing. And then this December to December, that was the EC, like WWE, CW, their only pay per view. It was their right? second pay per view. Oh. They only had two. It's oh, the only, it's the non one night stand pay per view. And oh. yeah, it's legendarily known for just being fucking just, ooh, yeah. Bad stuff. Bad stuff all around. This Tuesday in Texas, that's that's got some good stuff on there. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. We're going to be thick into the warrior era there. The reason so. that they did that actually is because they were testing this idea to possibly run pay-per-views on Tuesday nights. Uh, and it just, that was like the test run. It just didn't sounds catch real stupid. On, yeah, so they didn't sounds do it anymore. Dumb. Sounds real dumb. Um, yeah. So the following week, we're going to be doing vengeance. <laughs> 01 versus NXT war games, 2021. And I gotta be honest guys. Like I'm trying to keep up with the modern NXT. And I literally have it on DVR, and I tried to watch this past week's episode just so I could like kind of figure out what's going on and get into war games. And I swear to God, I watched like maybe 11 minutes of the show, and I was like, nope, not worth it. I'm just going to watch the pay-per-views. Like, it's so bad. Like, everything everything WWE is doing now is bad. Like, so NXT what now I've, feels yeah. like Monday Night Raw. What I've heard lately is NXT has been mostly just like segments and not a lot of wrestling. Like, it, And what's sad, too, is that apparently this is this is Sean running it. Apparently Sean's running running the next now, so it's just him solo. And now I'm like, oh well, now we know that you can't be a promoter. Like <laughs> it's okay. You can be you're still the goat. I'll still love you forever. But if this is the shit that you're booking, it's bad. Not everybody can be Dusty Rhodes, you know? Not everybody can be yeah. I mean, I I mean, yeah, not everybody can be Cody Rhodes, but y'all don't want to hear that either. Ooh, hot take there. Uh Cody. Okay. We'll let you know one time pro wrestling tees. I tried to get like one of those, the oh, yeah. 99 shirts. Hey, like, that's in the news. Uh, pro wrestling tees is shutting down their brick and mortar store because they're so busy with online stuff that they're having to move to a warehouse and they can't, they just don't have the time or funds to like maintain a small retail shop because they're yeah. blowing up, baby. They're viral. Like, so honestly, it's like the best news. Like it's good news. Like it's they got like so big, they can't even operate like, a store can't anymore. go to the store anymore, but it's like good for them. I mean, wrestling is at an all-time high right now. Pro wrestling is at a point that it was when I was, like, you know, a I'm young kid in the Attitude now. Era. People are more hyped now than they've been that I can feel. Like, I don't feel that crowd. I haven't felt that crowd energy since then. Oh, yeah, I'll say that brief I mean, NXT era when they were, like, really doing really doing good. That was – that's kind of where we were leading to where we are today. It's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. It's a great time to be alive right now, guys. They released Halo Infinite early. It's free to play on PC and Xbox right now. Dude, come on, guys. Like I have Xbox, but I didn't even download it because I don't even play Halo. Well, you know Way what? You're to going disappoint to. Daniel here. Yeah, download it now, and I'm going to drag your ass on there. We're going to have a great time. Um, I'm also, too, at FPS. I don't, I don't the... think I've ever. Well, actually, we, we like actually most of you weren't listening two years ago. But yes, if you do play Xbox, I will be happy to help uh, carry your team in Halo. Um, I am phenomenal. It's like the only game that I'm really good at and I have no problem like boasting. I'm very good. So if you want me to play and help your score, feel free to add me at Daniel Daybreak, just like all my socials. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak everywhere. You can always find the show at kfabe.com everywhere except for the Tiki Talk. Me and Wex have both been neglecting the Tiki Talk lately. Sorry, it's been crazy. We're going to get back on there. My birthday party's over. We're going we're gonna to get back on there. It's kfabe.com pod there, by the way. Wex, I feel like you were going to say something. 
but I'll look, I'll, I'm, not, I'm just waiting for my my opportunity to get my my shit in. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So you can find the show at kfibcom everywhere except for the Tiki Talk at kfibcom pod. Wex, set him with the script. And you can also find your boy Wex at Wex Breaking the Loss and on all social media platforms. I'll get back on that Tiki Talk and also check us out Kfib Comparisons YouTube. Yes. We upload clips from the show and we're gonna have some other random fun bullshit on there. And I want to give a special shout out to my boy Andrew Thomas. Local yes. pro wrestler here in Nashville, Tennessee area. He had a leg injury. He's not going to be able to wrestle until probably sometime next year. Go check him out on all social medias. The king of perfection, you know. Got a little GoFundMe or something set up for him, I think. So, you know, maybe go help out a, a fellow wrestling man if you would like. But if you want to play me in some Xbox, you can catch me at Wexley. W-E-X-L-E-Y 666 on Xbox Live. And I'll play some Madden, some, some sports that's, games. That's some Grand Theft Auto, maybe, but I'm not playing them first-person shooters, dog. So, but if you want to play some uh, sports games, holler at me. 2K, Madden, even some hockey. I'm not not as good at hockey, but still, we'll play some. I want to play with you guys. Holler at you me. You are so white. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>